0: We're recording.
1: <clears throat> Got to try not to oh, cough. We could- <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to the Motormouth Podcast with Harry Benjamin and Tim Sylvie. In this episode, we chat to Sam from Seen Through Glass, one of the biggest car YouTubers around. Uh, Sam came in after an absolutely mammoth year, traveling around the world in some of the best and fastest cars known to man. And he's also a motorsport fanatic, so what better way to end season one of the Motormouth Podcast? Uh, we hope you enjoy and don't forget to like and subscribe. Just search for the Motormouth Podcast on your favorite podcast platform where you can. You can also leave us a review and download the Motormouth app where you can get live race times, exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile and a checkup on all the latest happenings with whatever
1: motorsport takes your fancy. So a very warm welcome to the 10th episode of the Motormouth podcast with me, Tim Sylvie, and him, Harry Benjamin. Before we get started, I want to extend a thanks to our listeners to round out the year. When we started this podcast to support our app, we had no idea what would happen. We're now 10 episodes deep and have met some incredible people. We've had Callan O'Keefe, Kelvin Fletcher of Strictly Come Dancing fame, and the winner in actual fact, the original Stig, Perry McCarthy, Bobby Thompson, Charlie Martin, Nikki Shields, Adam Christodoulou, the legendary Karun Chandok, and we've got lots more in the the pipeline with the likes of Catherine Bonmure, the W Series founder, uh, David Coulthard, even a Love Island star who has a secret passion for all things with an engine and many more. We have thousands of listeners now from all over the world as far as New Zealand, Singapore and Australia. So a huge thanks for the support. It genuinely means a lot to us. Please continue to share, rate, subscribe, download our app and keep the love and the followers growing. Um, Harry hello it's been a little while it has been a little while it's nice to be back how are you what are you what you've been doing um i'm okay thank
0: you um it's getting to the end of the year now so every i'm desperately trying to fight off illness um Same. what have i been doing uh the usual malarkey radio bits done a couple of shows uh and i've got some news that i wanted to share with you mm-hmm. uh, i am getting glasses Bad times. Yeah.
1: Although glasses can be cool. Well,
0: to be fair, I half went along to my eye test thinking that actually I do kind of really want the pair because I think the Instagram would look really mm. good. But yeah. Mm. So I've got a nice, nice new pair coming in the new year.
1: What sort of frames you gone for? Uh,
0: they're slightly circular, mm. dark Tom Ford
1: mm. hashtag
0: ad. Interesting. Um, so fingers crossed. Do you uh, want to
1: slip Giacomo into this? Giacomo.
0: Well? I'd be. Oh mate, I'm trying. They won't reply to my emails anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's me, and then that's about it. And I also. Um, I, I was desperate to tell you this as well because we where we record this podcast a lot is in old street in central london and and anyone who knows that the the amount of exits from that tube station mm. is a minefield. challenging and today it was the first time and we've been here a lot was the first time that i actually came out of the right exit and i was so excited <laughs> thank you thank you very much well done you. thank you it's a proud day i indeed. know i know <laughs> um what's going on with you though timothy Uh,
1: not an awful lot i mean uh, the the motorsport shenanigans as usual um various uh motorsport events but i took a departure from motorsport i went to saudi arabia you did and went to the aj ruiz two clash on the dunes
0: i bet that was pretty pretty insane
1: it was uh it was actually cold and wet oh it rained um throughout the fight and it was freezing it was about i don't know 12 14 degrees something like that and um but amazing fight hung out with all the boxers. As do, Cash. It, it was um, an incredible experience. Um, I'm a massive boxing fan, as you know, um, still determined to do a bit of white collar boxing. In fact, our guest today has a similar height, and, and uh, it could actually be quite, quite a good opponent. <laughs> um, and on that note, let's introduce our guest for today and stop rambling and get on with the show. So. We end this year, um, 2019, um, with Sam from YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. Um, fair to say, one of the world's leading supercar YouTubers and a motorsport enthusiast with more than a passing interest in the sport. Uh, Sam started in the PR world um, before turning his passion of cars and video making to create his YouTube channel, which can now boast over 75 million views. Sam, a huge motormouth, welcome. Thank you very much. Two cheers in the space of. Uh... Which one is okay, it? Is it? that one? It's that, that one. one.
2: <laughs> you couldn't quieten the crowd down. Awesome. They were just Calm down. so wild. Calm down. Well, yeah. they, go, they see, but when you tell them to go
0: quiet, they go quiet <laughs> they immediately. Go. Yeah, that's interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, I'm not sure I feel worthy after you listed off the other guests you've had this series. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing here We've now? We've had some good ones, actually. Yeah, um,
0: final one as well. So it's a lot of pressure. A lot, a lot, lot of big feet, a lot yeah. big feet to fill.
1: <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, Kelvin was, was great. At the time, um, it was before he was announced to go on. Um, Strictly. Strictly. We thought we spoke to him about um, what's the Dancing on Ice, that one, yeah. and um, so we feel a bit like we 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 laid the path for him to go mm. on to Strictly, but well, hey,
2: without your exposure, yeah, it was never going to happen for him. Let's right. face it, we'd yeah. all forgotten who he was, yeah, exactly. So. And now he's
1: a, a big deal, he doesn't talk to us anymore. <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, he's a, you know, he does racing, he's a racing. I had no China. idea, yeah, I had no idea. So he races in British GT, he won the pro am championship with Martin Cowan, oh so and uh,
0: that was after we'd also spoken to him as well. Yeah. So we're we're a good, we're good luck charm, I like to think. It's
2: mm. a real yeah. thing, this isn't it? like uh, celebrities in the loosest sense, uh turning racing drivers, oh. you know, from anyone know, from Fabian Barthez to what's was it called, McDreamy, I never know his real name, but who's now become uh, Patrick Porsche. Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, you know, it, it, Paul d- Hollywood. There we go. Yeah. Um and so I feel like maybe for us wanna be racing drivers, we should <laughs> pursue careers in television and yeah. other sports and then end up becoming racing drivers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, listen, let's let's take it back uh right right to the start. Um tell us about your um your life before um, YouTube. Um right back. You know where where did this come from? Um, you were in the PR world, and then um, somehow you got into uh, the world of, of video and, and YouTube and filming cars. And so, take us back to the beginning. How did it all start?
2: Well, I think the the important thing to say is that yeah, I've I've been a car, but more importantly, motorsport fan since day one. Where that comes from, I don't know because no one else in my family is really into it. I, I remember. 1996, Damon Hill winning the championship and I, I have a vivid memory of, of getting home from something, walking into my dad and my mum having it on, on the TV and that was the kind of first F1 memory that I have but I think they were only watching it because it was a British star about yeah. to win the championship. Uh, so there definitely wasn't a culture of, of motorsport in my family uh, but my mum's always been into her cars, had little MGs back in the day yeah, yes. lo- always loved Porsche and you know, so she's the sort of most car focused person in the family and uh, I'll say on record, even no, i shouldn't at the age of god knows what nine ten i used to you know sit on her lap and hold the steering wheel as she did the pedals and all this dangerous stuff on public roads uh, so, <laughs> so i will blame her probably for the the car the sort of road car yeah. uh passion um so yeah growing up I, I wanted to be a formula one driver did all the racing did everything didn't have enough skill didn't have enough money uh so oh, well, to find how, how far did you get if you... uh not too far i did test um I, I always think it's a Formula Ford but I, I did something a couple of years ago where someone was saying they, it couldn't have been a Formula Ford it must be something else so we were trying to work out I did do a single seat so, yeah that um, oh, so I did a bit of racing but yeah. as I say I, <laughs> I'm definitely ah, saying oh what could have been yeah. <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you are
1: quite handy because uh, it must have been I don't know five years four or five years ago you may not, I don't know if you remember this when when I was managing Max Chilton oh yeah and we went to Brands Hatch in your Fiat and um, we Max I think or, or you set a time on, on the the game one of the I don't know what project cars one of those that's exactly and it. had to beat your lap time. Uh, Max was seriously impressed, he was, was quick. He? yeah, he was properly oh, what, quick. Was could have been, oh, anyway. what could
2: <laughs> have been, anyway? So, uh, disaster for me to give up on that dream, yeah, clearly I could have been champion by now, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, long story short, I, I sort of, yeah, moved, moved on with my life, uh, ended up in PR, but always had a Personal love of video making. I was that real nerd on family holidays, being like, "Dad, can you just walk through that bush one more time?" You know, like <laughs> really used to film everything. Uh, and I've got some great old videos which I should sort of Casey Neistat style upload, yeah, now because. Yeah what's quite depressing is my style really hasn't changed. Like I've got like home videos when I was 16 that literally could be a scene through glass video just without cars. Um, uh, and so that's always been a passion. And so when the sort of PR life got a bit too much, I got a bit sick of it and I was trying to look for what to do next. Um, I, I was given the advice weirdly by my dad to, to find a hobby because I was running a little PR consultancy, which uh, was quite awful. Uh, and so he said, look, find a hobby to distract yourself. And I thought, wow, well, I like making videos. I like cars. At the time, Instagram, or sorry, street photography of cars in London was blowing up on Instagram. Yeah. The likes of Alex Penfold, You're Not My Father, like all these different accounts of great street photography of cars. The thing was, is I was traveling to work through Knightsbridge every day and I would see these cars during the day and these guys weren't in, they only came in at night because I think they had school or college or whatever. So I was like, Hold on a sec, I've got an opportunity here. Like, I can get all of these shots, all of this footage of these cars no one else is seeing during mm. the day and upload them to YouTube. I'll be honest, my aim was if I can get like 100 quid a month, because I knew there was money in it, I thought i 100 quid a month, then maybe I could buy some F1 tickets, I could yeah. do some track yeah. days. Like, that was it. I was like, I want to get like 20,000 subscribers, 100 quid a month, like, bing, bang, bong, like, I'm good. And
0: you're happy. And yeah. I'm
2: happy. And so that's where it began. And so, yeah, it came from a, a you know, more of a passion of making videos than cars. But now it's, yeah, it's, it's really a love of cars as much as it is making making videos. And
1: in those early days, we should have checked out your, your very first videos. Oh, don't. Um, yeah, well, right. Honestly, don't. We'll yeah. dig them out later. Yeah. But um, <laughs> were you behind the camera? Because I, I looked at some of, I think it was some of um, Shmi's or one of them. They're very, very, very early videos. And people tended to be behind the camera just filming the cars. Is that similar to how you started?
2: So I started behind the camera for two reasons. Firstly, I was actually inspired more by motorbike vloggers than car vloggers. Because at the time, mm. yeah, there was Shmi and there was Super cars of london that was kind of it in terms of like vlogging life with cars and uh i'll be honest and i've told both of them this i didn't like what they were doing <laughs> uh, you know paul was just he just bought an r8 and he was kind of doing some cool stuff tim was always a bit too analytical for me on oh you know stats driven and the motorbike vloggers were really comedic and i wasn't i didn't think i could be comedic but it was light-hearted and it was entertaining um. And they filmed everything point of view. they just drive around London they talk about what they saw. So that was my initial inspiration. But also I had this fear of like meeting with a client or pitching for new PR business, then going back to their office, Googling Sam and me coming up going, oh my God, look, it's a LaFerrari. <laughs> uh, and then just being like, who is this idiot? So I made myself hidden, didn't put my name anywhere, didn't show my face. And for about the first six months, yeah, I was a sort of, you know, enigma uh, yeah. on the YouTube space, yeah.
1: So what made you come out in front of the camera and expose yourself to the world, so to speak?
2: <laughs> what, a, what a disastrous <laughs> decision. Um, I got invited on a trip uh, by Shmi150. He was doing a big road trip and there were a group of YouTubers going. And uh, I suddenly thought, this is a great opportunity to collaborate and to gain followers and viewers. But that won't happen if they don't know who to follow. So mm. when... You know, if if Shmee's filming a video, so he is called Tim, by the way, and I often fall back to Tim and Mm. people don't really know who I'm talking about. But yeah, Tim, Shmi, same thing. Um, uh, If he points the camera at me and says, like, people don't know who I am. So I thought I had to start showing my face so that there was that kind of link. So yeah, about a month before the trip, I did a few videos with a face reveal. How, how did that go? How did you feel when you, when
0: you well, put yourself out there to the world?
2: With a 99% male audience, it didn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like I suddenly lost 20% female. Um, so yeah, I mean, people don't really care. You just get off yeah, with it. Yeah. And I think actually it does help. You know, it, uh, it, it helps the audience get a bit of a connection and understand what's going on more. And there are a few channels out there who've done incredibly well not showing their faces, but I think uh, the rate of growth... Does yeah. sometimes increase uh yeah, once they can start to connect with you a bit more.
0: And while we're in the early days, what was your first car that you ever when, when you passed your test? What was the
1: first thing you got into?
2: Volkswagen Golf, Mark oh four, one point four liter with all the Halfords bits. Oh yeah. Ooh. All the Halfords Subwoofer, bits. Subwoofer,
1: six by nines.
2: Everything. I had I bought chrome trim that I sellotaped onto the grill because I wanted a chrome grill. You classy <laughs> <master>. <laughs> I was classy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was the ultimate dream. And then I massively bit off more than I could chew because my grandfather, who I love, made amazing human being uh, left me like I think it was like 12 grand he he unfortunately died well everyone got 12 grand to go and buy a car obviously I'm like hell yeah found a BMW 330i saloon with like 80,000 miles on it up in like Rochdale or something like that and I was like yeah it's mine <laughs> um, went and bought it and I mean it was ridiculous I was 19 years old in a car that was doing 06 in like 6 seconds or something <laughs> ludicrous um, total boy racer but it was awful it had a fuel leak uh. the brake all seized up like the doors wouldn't open but uh, I loved it I was you know and then from there I never looked back but. yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Since those early days, though, there's there's one car brand in particular that Mm. seems to have tickled your fancy. And you finally got one fairly recently. Obviously, they're talking about Ferrari. What is it about Ferrari that's always, um, you know, got you going?
2: Uh, I have to blame the Schumacher effect. I have to because, you know, that, that that was my era. That was my F1 era. That was my obsession. You know, between 97 and 2006, I lived and breathed Formula One, to the extent I do now, but I think even more so. And Schumacher was just my mm. idol. Um, and so everything about the Ferrari brand, I was just obsessed with. And it was a great time with Montezemolo and the road cars that were coming out, things like the Challenge Stradale, 599, GTO, Enzo, uh. all these kind of like hero cars that were so ahead of you know anything else competition-wise. Um, you know, it wasn't the days when uh, Lambo were producing endless Hurricanes and McLaren had endless cars, you know. Ferrari were Ferrari, mm. um, and everything that the Formula One team represented just got me so excited. And so, yeah, as my love of road cars grew, and this whole social media thing became a thing, mm. uh, getting up close to these cars and stuff like that, it just—it's you know—it's been better than I ever expected. And yes. Two years ago now, I almost had my two-year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, bought a manual 360 Modena because that was my that was my yeah. car, you know, that was my era. It's a so, poster
1: car, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: for me that I would have been 12, 13 at the time that that car came yeah. out, and uh, you know that was the real like oh, one day. Could you imagine? Are you
0: a, a Ferrari has to be in red kind of guy, or do you have a kind uh, of? It doesn't, but like, it,
2: mine is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm fully up, and you know what? I actually champion. Uh, Personalization, individualization of cars. Okay, but for me, my first Ferrari had to be red, and I had to have a tan interior. (laughs) Um, But I would, if I was specking from factory, would I always get a red car? No. Like I'm definitely open to other colors. Um, But yeah, I'm a sucker for history, heritage, Mm. uh, and all things Italian. I
0: think when I get my first Ferrari, it will be uh, red and tan. It's gotta be red. I think you for the first
2: one. Like, come on. Like, I think if you're ordering a La Ferrari, you've definitely had lots of others, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be a little bit unique because mm. the red with the black roof it's a bit like oh, come on guys um, <laughs> come on I get mean, it together get please. it come together on. come on um but you know i think yeah first ferrari it's it's got to be done just to tick that box right
0: and you've driven obviously a lot of cars can you even possibly pinpoint one that was your favorite oh. and, and is that bad and saying because is it a ferrari <laughs> <laughs> it will always be a ferrari
2: yeah. um it, no i can't pinpoint i mean it's uh it's too hard because yeah. every bracket every opportunity there's something great about all these different cars my all-time favorite car is the 360 challenge yeah. which is kind of why i bought the 360 Modena because i couldn't afford a challenge and i think they're a pig to live with so the Moderna was as close as i can get for now um but you know it's definitely not the greatest car i've ever driven it's flawed in many many ways but uh but i love and i adore it um but this year, for example, I, uh, I did a list uh, a couple of days ago. I think I drove 93 cars this year. Wow. Um, you know, everything from 1950s Austin Healy's right through know, to, uh, yeah, McLaren P1s yeah. and whatever it might be. So my, my ability to, you know, uh, view the it's just yeah. so... To file them all in your brain. Yeah, you know, and I forget things. So I forgot I drove an F40. God. Like, who does that? I mean, yeah. I'm an a-hole. Forgot. I forgot. Like, like, it's just so embarrassing. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to pinpoint me. That's the to, of your next video. I need to look at a list. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially now an awful human being.
1: And out of the, there's obviously still cars out there. What have you not driven that you think that I need yes. to sit in What's that What's on the car? list to come?
2: The one that I'm really scared by, but I feel like I need to drive to get over it, is Carrera GT. Right. So so this year has been a year of Porsche for me uh, in my yes. life, but online as well. Uh, I, I've just driven a 2018 911 Carrera T around the world. Yes. Um, and so I sort of fell in love with the brand. And the Carrera GT is just one of those cars that just shouts death mm. to me. Like, you know, obviously been some horrific accidents and incidents with it over the years. But anyone who's lived with it. Uh, he said it's just a pig of a car to drive. The clutch is hard to manage. There's no no electronics. It's just you and this Le Mans, really, engine mm, behind yeah. you. So, yes, I think I need to do it just to just to get it done. Um, that's right up there. And then there's sort of a ton of quirky and weird cars. But this year, I really ticked off a lot of the big ones. I'd love to drive a Zonda as well. Yeah, I yep. think a Zonda's good. But I, I really did my sort of big five this year, which was which was a big aim going into the year and uh, yeah I'm happy that I drove some of the big
1: is it cars. easy for you now to get access to these kinds of cars you know you've got a big following now so I imagine that people are, are more than happy to, to loan you a car lend you a car whatever but do you still have the challenge of of ringing around constantly trying to get into these vehicles
2: yeah I think um I, I definitely would never like to assume as well like I never like to be like oh yeah I'll just go and drive whatever I want and uh And you still have to do a lot of work. Like, I think people sit at home often and don't realise the amount of work that's going into behind the scenes to finding the opportunities, to convincing companies or individuals to let you drive the cars. But one of the bits which I struggle with the most, which I want to change moving forward, as you know, I think two or three years ago, I would take any chance to just sit in a car. And I'm still that way. And so if somebody says, you know, would you like to drive this McLaren P1, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, but you can just drive it around the block. Mm. I'm like, I don't care. Like, mm. you drive it 100 meters, I'll be happy. But that's actually not good for content. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so I need to stop being a fanboy, I think, and actually start to think about what I'm doing as a business. Because, for example, Bugatti, a company I'd never worked with before, never had any contact with, but a brand that I love. And I was really intrigued by the cars and through uh, God knows how a lot of different favours and people uh, making things happen I ended up driving a Chiron Sport in Florida and that was amazing they provided a professional driver it was kind of like an unlimited test drive do what you want go where you want blah 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 great experience great video and I felt like I really got to experience the car and talk through what I Mm. was feeling McLaren P1 Because that's like, you don't, that doesn't come around every day. Like, not everyone says, just drive a McLaren P1. When the guy offered it to me, I was like, yes. And he Mm. goes, but literally just go around that industrial estate. So then I'm like, okay, cool, I've driven one and I probably won't drive one again, but I didn't really drive It's very hard to one.
1: say no. Like if someone's offering yeah. you a P1 and you're oh like, God. you're all right, mate. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, if I can't drive for yeah. two hours in the Alps, like yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you don't want to be that guy. And as I say, I can still tick that box and I've experienced it. But I think, you know, but that's from where- From a business perspective. From a business yeah. point of view, I've been a bit naive over the mm. last few years. Um, so it's a hard battle that. How yeah. do you go from being a fan and getting- those experiences to actually being, you know, I don't know what I would call myself, but yeah, let's say a YouTuber, or video maker yeah. and making the best content. Um, so yeah, plenty that I would want to do, but plenty that I would also want to go back and do. I think that's more in my head.
0: Were you ever worried that there, because of, of that, would there be a risk of you, you lose the passion slightly that you had when you first started it? Is that ever something that crosses your mind? And, and how do you tackle that kind of thing?
2: Oh my God. But you guys must experience it with, with motorsport. You know, I think once you get, into it suddenly you're coming at it from a very different angle you know when, yeah. we're, when we're all fans it's as easy you sit there and you can be opinionated and you can say what you want but when you start working within the space you're, there's a lot of different things that you don't realise or you haven't seen that changes your opinion on things and yeah <laughs> this is a bad example but in general like I now despise Lamborghini Huracans. Like, it's the worst thing to say, because, like, <laughs> five years ago, so I would have knocked somebody out to get in a Lamborghini Huracan. But what I discovered is they're everywhere, mm. and everyone has one, and they all like to rev them, uh. they like to go crackle, 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 and the <laughs> seats are uncomfortable, and, you know, and, like it's a really awful thing for me to say but i just i'm overexposed and i think social media is to blame with this for a lot of you know our opinions on things and our our, our desires for things mm. but nowadays they're just they're just everywhere and so i get more excited about some niche 1990s Maserati than if a hurricane drove past me, Um, and I think it's just I think it's overexposure. But my passion for cars and video making I think is as strong as it has been throughout. That's good. It's just which cars get me excited. Exactly. Do you feel
1: like now um, that you've got you know over half a million or roughly half a million YouTube um, subscribers and you know all these millions and millions of views? Do you do you realize your status? within the YouTube community. I mean, for example, we, we were both in Austin for the F1 this year and people were talking about you, you know, like, well, we got Sam here, you know, it's all really exciting and people are sort of yeah. pleased to see you get a new car and you do a, a car launch at, you know, whatever, mm. dealership, whatever, and you get a big audience come along. Does that register with you? Do, do you feel that sort of celebrity status? Do
0: you like that hashtag influencer oh, label? Oh, yeah.
2: Right. I think influence is the worst word that's it ever It is been horrible. Invented, Horrific. I understand it had to, like, people didn't know how to refer to, well, okay, I prefer creators. Mm, mm-hmm. yes. The problem being not every influencer is a creator. Mm. Um, so, you know, I get it. There's a label. I, I despise it and I try and avoid it. But yes, uh, the... I, I always say I'm recognisable in niche circles, <laughs> like, you know, if you're into cars or motorsport, you may have accidentally seen one of my videos, and for that, I apologise. <laughs> um, yes, I still, you know, YouTube is a terrifying beast, there are people out there with tens of millions of subscribers getting two million views every video, and X, Y, and Z, and I'm I'm definitely still small fish compared to that. Um something I've always focused on from day one, and I said it even when I had 20,000 subscribers, I would far prefer a small audience of really engaged yeah. people who I want to be speaking to rather than millions of people who don't like what they're watching, want to troll me, aren't interested, or, you are know, just random. Now, I would love the paycheck that comes with those millions of random people. Don't yeah. get me wrong, because that's how we make money as influencers, mm. uh, or at least as YouTubers. Uh, the more views, the more minutes watched, the more we're earning. So... That is something I would love, but I also much, because right now the people I meet who say positive things about my videos, which is always shocking, are always really interesting people. Like, that's what I love, whether they're just you know young kids passionate about cars or 65-year-old collectors or people who've just bought their first McLaren or whatever it might be. They're always super interesting and, and I love that. And so w- as I grow, I'm battling to kind of keep it close and credible is the wrong word but you know just just engaging because i think that's the trouble the bigger you get Mm. the more you disconnect from your audience Mm. and you can become a bit like oh yeah whatever like it's fine um so yeah that's that's a battle um but it's something that i think i've honed relatively well this year um but yeah definitely definitely wouldn't call myself any kind of celebrity it's it's still yeah recognizable in niche very niche circles (laughs) that's a very good way of putting it when
0: were you um able to make this Sort of your your full time job. When 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 did that crossover happen?
2: Yeah, it, it took about a year or, mm. or just over. So so I started the channel in uh, like October November whatever year it was. Two thousand and fourteen. No notes. Fantastic. Uh, Two thousand and fourteen. <laughs> God, that's embarrassing. It's a long time ago. Uh, and so and then sort of started and did it for about a year alongside all the PR stuff. Mm. So it was kind of sporadic and. A year on, so November 2015, I did a road trip to Monaco with Supercars of London, uh, Shmi 150, and a guy called Seb Delaney. So all other... Automotive YouTubers we did two and a half weeks and it was the first time I'd spent serious time around Shmee and Supercars London who at the time were both at the half a million subscriber stage and I went wow they're running this like a business like this is not them just making videos for fun which is what I'm doing like they're making this a business they're they're online all the time they're planning they're responding they're doing like working with commercial brands and like, and I was like whoa this is cool, um, went home and was like, I just want to do that. I don't want to do PR anymore. And that Christmas wrote up a business proposal to try and get investors. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Like I, people love social media. Uh, every investor was like, yeah, we want 50% for 10 grand. And like, you know, and I was like, Ugh. Uh, so, uh, so instead I'd, I'd managed to, cause I'd been working for like eight years and like that by that point, I think I had like 15 grand in the bank and I kind of. Looked at my year and I went, right, if I, if I literally don't earn a cent, because at that point I'd earned a grand, I think, from 12 months of YouTube, I'd earned a grand. So if I don't earn a cent, I could just about survive till December and then I can go back to PR. Yeah. And thank God I hit 100,000 subscribers about two weeks later. And giving it my full-time attention, it just kept growing. Mm. And the money started to become more regular. Then I got a few commercial deals, which is really where all the lucrative stuff for, for online people, or online creators or influencers it really is and so by the end of the year I was like yeah cool this is <laughs> woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, we're away <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> bye bye PR so I think, I think April or May I sent a, an email to all my old clients being like look our contracts are terminated and you know you want to find other people so uh, yeah I would say about a year and a half and then that was the only thing I was doing yeah. this is cool I mean quite wow. quick. Like, it yeah. quick
0: it is quick it is quick it goes to show when it is your full-time dedication it's amazing what you can yeah. do yeah.
2: that's yeah. exactly it once you, you know I, I think anything relatively creative or digital or whatever you've got to throw 110% into yeah. it before it would really sticks and so uh yeah I have to thank yeah say Shmi and Supercars of London for showing me the way yeah. um, and that it could be run as a business and look at them now you know both yeah. well Paul's very near a million subscribers Tim's well beyond it uh, insane cars, insane success so he pumps out a
1: huge amount oh of content doesn't he God, Does he, he must go daily doesn't he
2: he does do daily sometimes he does twice a day yeah, it's that amazing. man it's... is a machine yeah, it's like, amazing. I don't know how he's been doing it for over 10 years now yeah. and it's just yeah it's <sighs> unbelievable
1: I don't think people realise um, how much goes into it behind the scenes because like, everyone wants to be a YouTuber don't they you know it's it's, it's regarded as cool and funky yeah, it looks
0: it looks so easy
1: yeah you just chuck out a few videos you get some subscribers make loads of money but yeah. there's a huge amount Amount of work that goes into it, especially for trips like you've just done, going around the world. I'd imagine yeah. there was a, a huge amount
2: of work went into that. Well, I'm actually asleep right now. You just can't tell. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is all part of drive the world, isn't it? so That's yeah. two countries in in the year. So talk to us about that. How so where yeah, did that so idea come from and and how would it go? <laughs> I
2: think you know I wasn't working hard enough, and I thought you know. I, um, but you're right, Tim, That's the thing. Is is it gets so you viewers just see a 10-minute video. Mm. And sometimes it's every day, sometimes it's every three days, and they're like, oh, Breezy, like, so much fun. Uh, but you know, as I say, I worked, I worked in the music industry for four years and I worked in PR for four years, both industries that like to pretend that it's, you know, the most stressful jobs in the world, but I've never worked harder than, than I have as a YouTuber. Um, it's 24 seven. There's no such thing as weekends, evenings or holidays. If you take time off, all of the algorithms kill you. So you've got to always be on it. And the planning, the creativity, the access, everything, you know, but also the editing and it, mm. it, it is exhausting, but I don't want to complain because I, I love it. It's just about that realism of like what yeah. people don't realize. But anyway, let's not bang on about that because I think people are bored of YouTubers going, oh, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, at the end of uh, last year, actually not, this goes back two years now. Uh, I always like the next challenge. What can I do? What Where do we go from here? Because I was getting a little bit bored of the formula, which i had done for a couple of years which was kind of like, you know, build up to the hype of buying a new car, buy that car, drive it to Monaco, bring it back, put an exhaust on it, do another trip, sell it, you know. And that formula now can be seen on a million different channels across YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not sure I can do this again. And uh, also press launches, a lot of the manufacturers, whenever they launch a new car, uh, they will host an official launch event, usually a couple of weeks in some exotic location. And they invite the world's media to come and test drive. And usually they say, you can all come, but you actually can't tell you can't release any of your stories or videos or photos for another three weeks. So then what happens on one day, suddenly you get thirty-five stories of the, on of the same thing. On the new yeah. Ferrari four eight eight, and it's death. And I was just like, this is all awful. How do I get away from this? And uh a couple of things that had worked well on my channel were themed travel series. I'd done one in LA for three months and one in uh, Italy for a month and a half. And they'd performed really well because the audience really got into the entire journey, followed all the uploads, there was a narrative behind it. Um, and yeah, it was just something that, that always had done well. So I thought, well, let's do that, but let's go bigger. And then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was with a friend out in America and we were doing an amazing drive. And he just we kind of looked at each other and said, how cool would it be one day just to like... Take a car and just go to all these big events around the world. Like, just do them all. And I was like, hmm. mm-hmm. um, and so then six or seven months of procrastinating with my girlfriend, trying to convince her to give up her job and uh, <laughs> come on a round the world trip with me. Uh, we just about got there, and so yeah, drive the world was born. And uh, and it, yeah, it's it's been incredible. Um, but it was way I bit off way more than I could chew. Uh, it's been the most. Intense and exhausting period of my life, mainly because travel just takes mm. it out of you. It does. I mean, yeah. you know, uh. Tim, you know from, from moving around, mm. and I'm sure how you know as well. Like when you're working. And traveling, it's just exhausting. You know, it's not living glamorous. out of a suitcase
0: most of the living time. Living out of a suitcase.
2: Yeah. We were living in Holiday Inns, or worse. Mm. We were in a city. You know, people say, "Oh, wow, you visited Lisbon." I didn't visit Lisbon. No, I visited no. the hotel, and I visited the garage that I was making a video in, and yeah. that was it. Also,
1: some places you go to are just shit. Just like, there is know, no glamour. No. <laughs> like some countries you go to are pants. You know, you you go somewhere. I don't think anyone's going to mind me saying this. I, I I go to China every now and again for the Grand Prix, <laughs> and I, I re- sorry if there's. Any Chinese people listening. I've, I've, we're actually I'm number,
0: sure, we're number I'm, one podcast look, in China. Uh, I'm
1: sure parts of China are lovely, but um, Shanghai's Shanghai, not. Oh my God. I couldn't wait to get out. I'd never of there. be. I, Don't yeah. go. Yeah, I, I'm
2: afraid I'm so with you on this. Oh. And if you actually look at all the content from the year, Shanghai is definitely a bit of a blip on oh. uh, my, my thing. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's exactly it. You know, it's not all great and it's not all fantastic. And, you know, we were we worked it out. We were on average, we were in the car for an average of four to six hours a day. Mm. We were in a city for two days maximum, uh, filming again for four to six hours and then editing for three hours. So, like, you know, we were operating, sorry, I say we, it was, I say me and my girlfriend um, for the entire year. She was... Very helpful, but I do run the whole thing as a one-man band. She's become a great photographer, by the way. Check out my Instagram. Right? Hey. Shots of me in a third person. She is smashing it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so so I op- we were on about three or four hours sleep for the entire year. And uh, amazing opportunities, incredible content, met some insane people, but yeah, I, I'm now feeling a bit ruined no, uh, I bet because no. of it.
1: No, yeah. was highly impressive. I've watched a lot of it. It's good stuff. Mm. What, what's you. been your favourite country?
2: New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, New Zealand was just because you know what? I'd kind of under like, I underestimated a bit. I was like, I was going to be a crappy Australia. Like, who cares? For, so, for a driver,
1: the roads must be incredible.
2: Oh my god, the roads are insane. The scenery, the scenery and yeah. huge car culture. They're car mad. Really? Like, oh my god! Like, not only do they get cool cars, but if they don't have a cool car, they have got a quirky car. Like, it's really, really big and. Who who's that uh pikes peak hill climb is it rod millen his son <laughs> reese millen just set all the pikes peak uh records anyway he's just set up his own goodwood festival of speed on his like farm wow. incredible oh, hill i climb saw course. that video yes. oh my oh, god wow. super cool so yeah anyway new zealand top, you, top of the list.
0: but before you went so how long was this year in the plans for or, or was, was there a case of were you planning things as you were kind of going as well
2: N- no so so the initial idea for the trip it came about eighteen months before we left, and yeah. then the actual like proper planning was from about uh, July before we left, so okay. so we had six months of planning working out the route, working out where to go, but we were only planning videos about two weeks in advance right, so we knew where we were going because we had to book hotels and travel mm. logistics, and that was and so i kind of I dotted out like like I looked at my audience seen through glass was viewed in one hundred and eighteen countries in two thousand and seventeen a lot of countries so, mm. a lot of countries, so I kind of plucked out you know where the biggest demographics were and things like that plucked out places where I thought would be interesting uh, and then just kind of hoped and prayed that my audience and, and it was an audience generated trip. You know, yeah. a lot of them, I had a Kickstarter. So it was actually crowdfunded. Like I think we raised about third, nearly 30 grand for wow. my audience, which was unbelievable. And that was the first money we got in. And almost all the video opportunities were as a result of audience people getting in touch, sending me messages, giving me opportunities or giving me ideas. So all for the audience and by the audience. Um, but yeah, we had some disasters. I mean, you know, we, we Jackson, Mississippi. Avoid it, like the plague. Because, you know, I, no, think, I, I think I got the plague. Um, oh, no. So we were, we were driving from Dallas. I don't mind saying this. Uh, we were driving from <laughs> Dallas to Atlanta. And it's like a 12 or 13 hour drive and there's nothing in the middle and I was doing all this research, where to stay where to stop and there were all these truckers going I ah, don't want to stop and I you know all this stuff. so <laughs> somehow I found some thread that said Jackson's alright and there's like a Hilton or something so I booked it and as we're driving we're calling a few people that we were seeing in Atlanta and they said oh where are you now I said oh Mississippi and they went keep your head down <laughs>
3: I went what no, you want to hear like, keep your head down just,
2: just keep driving I was like <laughs> Oh, my God. And my girlfriend's looking at me like, what is going on? <laughs> and we pulled off the highway into Jackson. And, like, I think everyone left Jackson, like, 20 years ago. Like, it is rubble. There was a Ferrari dealership, which I'm saying in inverted commas, which clearly closed down in 1977. <laughs> oh, my God. It still has the sign-up. And, I mean, it just was such a scary vision. And then you had, you know, drug addicts all everywhere. That sounds delightful. Uh, it was really a shocking place. Yeah, I mean... We didn't always luck out. Uh, You know, some places were amazing and some places were a bit of a disaster. Anyone that lives in Jackson, get out. Get out while you can.
1: Keep your head down. Uh, (laughs) Listen, we could uh, could talk YouTube all day. There's lots of things we wanted to ask you, but we also wanted to get your take on the state of motorsport um, with a particular focus on Formula One, and we might touch on a little bit of Formula E. So you're a big Formula One fan, always have been. Obviously you said, you're you're a big Ferrari fanboy. I'm going to put you in that category. Mm -hmm. Um, Big fan of Schumacher and so on. 2020, um, we've got a lot of rule changes coming up in 2021. Um, first of all, 2020. What do you, what did you think about the season? That's uh, sorry, 2019? 2019. Not about yeah, getting ahead of yourself, yourself yeah. And, Jesus. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the season that's uh, that's just been
2: season? I would say of three halves. Oh. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a Sky Sports analyst you are. Oh. Yeah, he's prepared um, for this prepared one. Prepared for it. Obviously, weak start. I think we were all freaking out. Weren't we? Going, oh, what's happened? It's disaster. Then we had a really solid, exciting period where it felt like here we go. We got Ferrari versus Mercedes, and Red Bull could potentially come on strong. And then it kind of all fell apart at the end. of the year with Lewis just dominating and so yes I'm a Ferrari guy but I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan so I'm always happy to see that but but what I am bored of is dominance yeah Um, I think we all are and he just gets better and better I think arguably he was maybe in the second or third fastest car this year and still just absolutely just ruined everyone so it has to be applauded and as a Hamilton fan I am applauding it but I am still bored of it and I think we can be Um, yeah I think people
0: don't quite understand that you can be a fan but also bored of it like completely because you you want to see the fight and you want to see that pressure and strain come on because they're you know sport at the end of the day that's what you want isn't it
2: the reason I'm personally a Hamilton fan is because of his his Grit and his determination, those drives through the field, those that wheel to wheel racing, which I don't feel like he's had it's to do like he's for not the last tested, three tested. Yeah. yeah, the last three years he's just been cruising around, and we don't see that thing of him charging through the field or or, or jostling with people or really like having to stretch for pole. Mm. This year we did a couple of times, mm. and it was nice. Um, but I think it was a year of uh like hope for the future not mm. to sound like Star Wars, which uh. <laughs> was oh, released recently. Yes. Uh,
1: last night was the yeah, preview. Do we date these things? I've I don't booked know. My, I booked my that's ticket okay. to see okay. it. Yeah. Have you yeah, actually? Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: okay. It's a family thing. They want to do it for Christmas. So, so you're a family, it's a family thing. thing. Family. I made them all do yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So you're a fan. Oh, of I
0: am a fan. Fa- I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan. I enjoy it. Yeah. How
1: many Star Wars films have they been?
0: Oh, no. And you're not allowed to look on Google. Don't ask me that. Don't. I don't. I actually, I don't know, maybe like... Go on, guess. In total, including the one that's just been released. All of them. I would suggest...
2: Eight. It's, ooh, ooh, it's cl- oh, it's nine. Yeah, I say cl- closer oh. now. Cl- Eight t- was in my head. Yeah, the, the clue is in the title episode 9
0: <laughs> oh is it see I can't it's Roman numerals though isn't it yeah. <laughs> oh. my latin's not great,
1: oh, oh,
2: god god not great. Um, uh, anyway. But yeah, season of hope because in my mind uh, Verstappen is, is really starting to hone himself into an yeah. in, in insane talent Leclerc I think love Leclerc uh, yeah a lot of hope there um, Norris I'm really excited by Science, I think actually the, had the a, rise of McLaren this McLaren, year yeah like, oh how exciting thank was that to see thank god um, so I think there are a, a lot of of stories throughout the midfield um, which I think you know has and then a lot of question marks like Danny Rick what mm. was that year was he unlucky like is that a disastrous movie is it going to turn out to be fruitful who knows um, and then Vettel what
1: like the conundrum that is sebastian vettel Mm. all
0: those years of dominance and then you just think how that can all that kind of respect in a way can all just be wiped out like that but it's
1: so amazing how quickly people write him off because he is still a four-time world champion Mm. you know you don't lose that overnight but what what is what really i because he had a bad But what
0: really did it for me was it was um monza this year when he sort of spun off all on his own mm-hmm. and then rejoined the track in the most unsafe manner nearly probably yeah. you know, nearly caused a gigantic crash with Stroll yeah. spinning back like who? And maybe alright you could be like oh if you're a rookie driver
1: like oh you know that's a stupid move for a rookie four time world champion mm-hmm. you do you think don't maybe he's just taken not taken his eye off the ball but lost a bit of his passion for the sport which has meant he's just not quite present and he's making these silly mistakes because he's just not quite into do you know it? who
2: it reminds me of Hackenham yeah. Do you remember the latter years of Hacken in two thousand and one? When did he retire? Two thousand and two or three? I can't I'm, remember now. God, Harry, you're the you're yeah. the stat man. Uh, not Hacken think, a bit before my time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Hacken <laughs> came in two thousand and three, so it must have been oh two. But yeah. he had a couple of really dodgy seasons and just went off the boil because I think he'd probably just checked out a little bit and. I think you see that with Vettel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to have that. There was one race, and I can't remember what it was. What, what race did he win this year? Was it Singapore? So, I, he did one, like, classic old Vettel race, yeah. um, which I thought was great. But, yeah, he, I just... It's a bit depressing. Mm. And as you say, it ruins his reputation because since Red Bull, he's just never quite looked like the same Listen, guy, well, right?
0: It's, it's interesting you use the word check out because you can check out as a driver, I think. And I... Two... To, Case in point, you look at this, and you look at someone like Kimi Raikkonen, who I'm pretty sure checked out a long time ago. Came back for the paycheck, and yeah, he's not he, he's not causing waves, but he's put pumping in solid performances. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing all right he doesn't and then whereas with Vettel it's the silly errors and the crashes that's what's worrying but I he's would also say. under
1: a lot of pressure when you've got someone when like you're with a, clerk, when, you know, like, like, yeah top
0: driving Ferrari watching
1: him come through the junior series mm. um, I mean, he, he dominated and he's been a, he's been a revelation that kid is a serious serious talent and having that coming up behind you and then getting quicker than you and overtaking you must be a hard thing for Vettel to take
0: yeah especially when he's always had the say over Mark Webber for instance or Danny, oh, when then they left Danny Rick that was the whole thing yeah it's mm.
2: how are you guys with bombshells on this podcast. We I, love a bomb we love okay. bombshell. Throw a grenade. It's it's completely um, like unverified and just rumors and gossip. But whilst I was in Abu Dhabi, uh, some Ferrari-esque people mm-hmm. uh, told me that the team tried to buy Vettel out of his contract. <gasps> <gasps> da, da, da. We must
1: have that, a sound effect. No, I just <laughs> looked. I no. think you've
2: removed it. This will have to do. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> So uh, I didn't, I, I wanted to try and get to the bottom of it, but it oh know, my got God. very hushed up. But back in Baku, apparently, mm. there was a kind of a conversation of, I think maybe it's time to... Sh- sh- sh-. The question that I had immediately was, but why, for who? In why? It, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I would get it if they were desperate to get I. Daniel Ricciardo or Hamilton or someone in or Verstappen. But I, don't, I can't think of anyone who was free for 2020 Alonso. that they would have wanted. Oh my, not oh a ridiculous suggestion. Oh my God! Have we just created the biggest like? Oh my <laughs> God! Vettel <ever. ever. laughs> for Alonso? That's, that's unfinished business there. Yeah, yeah. Unfinished as he far as I'm concerned. Alonso's got back. a lot of unfinished business. Oh, I think he wants to be back. It's whether anyone will take him. Mm. I think he definitely. Yeah, wants hard to be back. work, isn't he? Yeah, that's what everyone mm. says. So oh, that is
0: a bombshell, though. I did think because a lot of the lot of the interviews uh, after the race were, oh, is he? Is he going to retire? I think he should retire. Blah, 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 and so it, that was the that. kind
2: of the paddock rumor. But I think everyone's just looking at going it's not right for like it, There's something not right, right? It's not, yeah, you know, clearly something like, not working. Something not yeah. working. And yeah, for Ferrari, they're like, well, we got Charles. And if you look at, I always like it from a PR point of view. Um, Charles is the only one doing any media activity these days. Yeah, Any launch of a new car, any unveiling, any sponsors. It's never Veto anymore. Uh. It's always Leclerc. And mm. maybe Vettel went into his contract, like, I don't want to do media and press stuff. But it's also, I think, Ferrari championing Charles being like, this is our superstar. He is the now Zagai. the face, the future. This is what people yeah. want to see. They don't want to see old man Vettel. He keeps mm. spinning off. And so I find that very interesting that he's their kind of go-to. Um, so yeah, interesting and exciting times. Yeah. But as I said, I think we've got another season of kind of
1: yeah it's consolidation um, isn't it I mean it, muzzle through yeah, yeah. we'll have another season I mean it, at least they'll have had another year to develop their cars before the rule changes and hopefully you know that will bring them all a bit closer together but 2021 is going to be the one mm. where sure. w- who knows what, I mean nobody knows what's going to happen at all and you know they're taking off the aero we're going into ground effect it's going to be a completely different ball let's game got to hope for the best <laughs> I think <laughs> really. let's all
2: put a bet on racing point right now for Lost, Champions Lost <laughs> <Roll>. <laughs> World <laughs> Champion Whoa, my God for Aston Martin racing yes. points. Yeah. Well, yeah. But
0: every, last time, every year he's always the guy who wins the most, uh, the most overtakes in in the first lap really? or whatever. Every year he's like because he thought always you
1: were say the most petulant. Oh, yeah, and he is that as so well. So rogue. But yeah, he, oh, I don't order. understand um,
0: yeah. uh, Formula E. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think always uh, splits opinion.
2: Yeah, brilliant event to attend. Awful on TV. So yeah. I, I actually love going to the races because I think it's. It's compact. It's in a day. There's always action. Yeah. You can follow things from the morning right through to the end of the day. So you can get behind a driver or team and just follow the whole action. Yeah. Uh, And because it's quiet-ish, you can have conversations and, you know. So big fan of attending. I just think it doesn't... And I don't know why it doesn't communicate onto TV but I've never watched, I mean, I've tried to watch races and I never really have. Mm. Um, whilst Formula One, I actually prefer watching on TV than attending the races. I,
0: I would 100% agree. Yeah. So
2: it's a weird flip, but but you know, I, I definitely, I'm not someone who's a hater. I, I think it's great. I love the fact that more and more manufacturers are getting involved. I love the fact that the drivers are all kind of names that we know and recognize. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that it's, uh, you know, most of the races you can kind of walk to. I did, I was at Paris this year and there was literally a guy walking oh, home from work yeah. and it was like, what, bang in the middle. what's this? And I was like, oh, Former League goes, oh, cool, can I watch? I was like, yeah. yeah, just stand right here, you'll see all the cars. I, like, well, yeah. I, I
0: worked in during e the first two seasons of it okay. and, and travelling around to a few of the, the European races. Uh, when you're there, it's slap bang in the middle of Paris, Berlin. Actually, Berlin was a bit, because that was so when that they were airfield. at the airfield. Yeah, yeah. But a cool kind of venue to be fair, different. And what was really interesting, what I felt like maybe other race series miss out on is, uh, which is why Formula e, I think is better in person it's, because it was an old airport at the old um, you know check in check out desks that was where they held the autograph session so you queue up as if you're checking in your bag and, your, no, dr- and the driver would be on the other side like sign your thing and you'd move on and I was like oh, what clever way of like you know, yeah. something, something imaginative in its own sort of creative way
2: I think so, it still looks a bit too gimmicky on TV it does it just, for some reason, it's mean, better
0: it, now it, it's on the BBC mm. I would, I would but suggest the, the but. tracks
1: with that you know, really thin tracks the cars are sort of bouncing around like mad. They look slow. They, it just, can't,
0: they can't be on any bigger tracks because no. they'll look... Have you seen it on the Mexico yeah. track? It looks, they are.
1: They well. look like snails. But yeah. it's, I'm really struggling with it. And I've been having a back and forth with um, Region... A little shout out. Region Racing Podcast. Region E Racing Podcast who, who talk... Their podcast is about Formula E. And um, I've been trying really hard to get into Formula E. I've tried watching races. i genuinely, if I try and watch a full race on TV, I cannot get through it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to turn over. I just can't get into it. And it's really, really frustrating.
2: But I would say if you're into motorsport in any shape or form and you have a race nearby, go. To it. Go. go cheap, affordable, It's a go wicked for it. day out as a motorsport fan. It is mm. a wicked day out because I say it gives you everything that you want. But I I, I do admit that for some reason it's not translated mm. on TV, which is a, which is a shame. But.
0: I think um, it's time for motor maths.
1: Uh, so this you is, didn't know this was no you didn't happen, know no, no, no. I know that, a, was, that was that was the most dramatic
0: wow. uh, entrance to this game I think I've ever done. Um, so we play a game called Motormouth with every single person that's on this podcast except for the beginning because I hadn't thought the idea yet. Okay. Uh, so uh, at the moment the leaderboard is where is the leaderboard? There are five people who've played this so far. Wow. At the top is racing driver Adam Christodoulou with ten points. At the bottom is uh, Karun Chandhok with three and a half. Terrible, he's abysmal. Oh yeah, he he re- and, and that one was, was really himself. It
1: was about himself and he's. I have four little
0: buttons here. Each yeah. one is uh, a team radio message.
2: Oh my God. And uh,
0: <laughs> on each one, there are three points up for grabs. Okay. Uh, you have to tell me the driver that oh said it. Oh my God what the context of what they're talking about yeah. and where they said it oh
2: my god
0: uh, and i for you uh, we change it each time but for you uh, it's from the this past 2019 season
2: can i just say at the beginning of this podcast we were doing some audio tests i couldn't remember what i had for breakfast
0: yeah <laughs> so this is gonna be fun i think this uh, is this is more hard for sam than al- it is for the racing drivers oh it's always it's always harder for everybody right um okay so we'll begin now that music stops with uh, number one
2: describe
1: the conditions around the track at the moment, please? Uh, wet. Can't see a thing. Easy to know who that is. Well, it's Lando Norris, yeah. so that's easy. One point um, in the bag.
2: Where was wet? Uh, it was a practice session, wasn't it? Rather than a... Mm. I'm pretty sure it was an early practice. Wow, that's... That's a mm. um, know Good knowledge. Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking it was a little bit later in the season, but I could be wrong. Um... Was it Mexico uh, or Japan? Oh, uh, I'm going to go, yeah. Uh, practice session, Lando Norris, Superwear, and Mexico. Uh,
0: I'm going to give you two out of three. Uh, Superwear, practice session, Lando Norris, Germany. Good, oh, effort. Germany. good effort. Good effort. Yeah, yeah. That is a good effort. All right, number two.
3: What the f? The throwing just. circuit
2: like an idiot okay, oh okay. Yeah. at the beginning I was like oh, and I was like okay fine yeah uh, Yeah. Lance Stroll Monzo and Vettel uh, yes. yeah, tried to rejoin the circuit Toys I revealed that one earlier
0: um, that was yeah straight three points in the back right you're gonna do very well already uh, number three uh,
2: Start so 15 seconds to the green light okay you sound husky and beautiful do my best for you <laughs> <laughs> okay so again easy with the Danny Rick yeah um ah oh, 15 seconds start. Um, oh god what you've actually the,
1: you've mentioned this race already you actually A little, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> not that gives you every time we said someone yeah, they someone they like yeah, oh what sort of oh what I
2: said well it was in the lead up to the start of the race That's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. um Baku Oh, no, no! Mexico. That's ah! solid. Oh, this that, is looking very good. All right,
0: so uh, you've got three more points up for grabs okay. with Last this one. final one.
3: Tom, do you know what that was?
2: That was the smooth operator. Smooth operation. Carlos, check the radio. We seem to have picked up some dodgy music channel again.
0: You ruined that one. Oh. You Cut it off the... Oh, oh, no, Tim. You may not have heard. Right. Oh, it's still going. Right, it's go on. Uh, what have you get from that one?
2: Uh, yeah, so car signs, obviously. Now, the thing is, because he did it quite a few times is the problem. He kept bringing it back after the first time it's he did horrific. it. horrific. Th- <laughs> and the thing is, now, I, now I'm struggling to remember when he did it for the first time. I know it happened in Brazil, and I know he came on in Brazil, Um and I assume he would have done it in Abu Dhabi uh, actually no, I think he was a bit more mouthy but when did he do it for the first time oh hold on a sec um, I'm
1: gonna push you we uh, need an
2: answer okay okay uh, I don't know Bahrain oh no, no, no. Uh,
0: so obviously Carlos Sainz yeah, singing yeah. Uh, Hungry
2: Hungry okay, I,
0: yeah. Yeah, I would have never guessed that well that's let's do the tossing up one two three four five I think it's a good score so Sam from Seeing Through Glass, <laughs> where do you think you've come?
2: I think I've just like second or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I you mean, yeah, I'm you're yeah, exactly yeah. second. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm not just about
0: Sam, you achieved nine oh, points, okay, which I'll is just that. one off Start the top. The yeah. uh, so that means that, or oh, you're on the podium places. Okay. So uh, for that, you do get a round of applause. Uh but the so main out of applause goes to Adam You receive some sort of motormouth branded thing that we will send you in the post. Uh, <laughs> so so that jealous that. <laughs>
1: I didn't know there was a prize
0: involved. Yeah. Oh, hold on, don't,
2: don't
1: be jealous. Okay. No. We do have something. Oh, oh. oh yes, we do. I've Get d- d- out of here. It's the return of the motormouth cap. Yes. <gasps> it's back. It's back. We As did this a, with our first guest. We did and then we, we never did it again on the Never did it. again. We gifted um one or two people. Um Couple of well, hat- Callan had one. Kelvin had one, he loved it. Charlie had We we brought for you
2: as a bald man, I always appreciate a hat. A motormouth hat? Look Woo!
1: at that lovely navy blue. Look at
2: that beauty. What Beautiful. a beauty, as I say. And as that's
1: a- the last one in human existence apart from mine.
0: <laughs> it's a bit, Tim, you could have given a better one. It's a bit it's, dirty it's on the front. It's a bit, man. lived with. But yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we all go through this. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you uh,
0: for playing motormouths. No, um, no, not
2: at all. I, I, I feel like that's a thing with Formula One. I don't know if you guys are the same. I remember lots, but I don't always remember the races, mm. especially the last five years and like that. Like it, they do tend to blur. Like you remember moments, but I'm like, when, where was that? that
0: the one the, I, I have a weird thing where I'm quite good with stats, but really the 2012 <laughs> Formula One season. Ask me anything, and I'll know it. Compared, like, I 2012. Went, literally, I don't know. Well, seven, I was, seven different winners from the first seven races. Yeah. I was okay. hooked, and want, I, I, that it? was when so I was a fanboy. Oh, wait. So what's so that? Uh, we're 2012. So Australia, Bahrain. uh what's the third? Uh, that would have been. Oh, I, I to, shouldn't have said this. Now. I'm going to,
2: have to <laughs> give I, your I, answer as well. No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say. Uh, who do you think? Third race. It was because the season started with Button.
0: Yeah, in it, Button Australia, Button. and then we go to Bahrain. Uh, was it was
2: Alon- No, wasn't Alonso in Bahrain? Or was it Bahrain <sighs> first? Anyway, I, it was either Hamilton or Webber.
0: I'm I'm I'm
1: going Weber. Which hang on, which 2012
2: race, season three,
1: 2012 race three, right? Race three, yeah. So you had Australia, Obviously, yeah. it was always Button. starts. Jensen Button, yeah. well, Then we had Malaysia.
2: Oh crap! Oh, Malaysia, Malaysia is, was Vettel. Vettel uh, no. Was, no, no, that was, was 2009. Oh, that was a lot.
1: Fernando Alonso. So okay, I guess okay. we were right. We were okay, right. Yeah, we yeah, said, yeah, we said right. That. Race, race three. Oh, that was Bahrain. China. China oh my god. Okay, I take it. China. Rosberg. Nico
0: Rosberg. China. That was his first win, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Knew wow! That. Then you no. have Bahrain. Then uh, is when you get when you get the order of the races. Then you're fine. Is this is what I mean, right? Yeah. We kind of had a gist. Yeah,
2: okay, I'll take we it all also- back. <laughs>
1: But you were right about the seven different winners.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I just
1: remember it being such a good
0: season. And
2: Maldonado, obviously. Maldonado. Fancy. that was C- uh, crushed door Maldonado. Yeah, what a ledge. What
1: a hero. I saw him in the petrol station found, by so. the
2: McLaren factory like a year or so ago, and I was really? like, don't tell
1: me. Yeah. Did he bump into you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah literally, he <laughs> bumped
0: into most things. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, we only got a few more questions for you. as uh, so We won't keep you any longer. Um, one of the things we like to ask everyone is what you rubbish at.
2: Uh, any kind of physical sport <laughs> Fair, play. Really, Fair any, play And that's why I like being in the car But yeah Any kind of like Yeah physical sport is a So we're not going to go boxing Definitely not That is just
0: me But when you were not girl. training To be a racing driver Back in the day Were you not having to sort of Hit
2: no, the gym I mean, and... No I mean firstly I was young enough That it I mean I, this is when I was 13, 14 yeah. And because I never I did the test for the single seater When you were karting It was never that strenuous Yeah um, So I definitely wasn't Yeah I wasn't hitting the gym I don't mind that I don't mind working out but I'm not good at like football. I'm mm. not good at cricket. I'm not good at rugby. Like, I'm not good at any of that. Yeah, no, yeah. I
1: can relate. But, Let, let's know. flip that around then. What are you good at outside of YouTubing? Obviously. Um, what's the hidden talent? Do we, what, what do we not know about Sam that, uh, that you can do especially well? Can you cook? Can you do karate? Um,
2: what's no, thing? I wish either of those, uh, I, I had a big life in music and I love music and right. so I play quite a few instruments oh yeah, yeah. how many uh, I, I couldn't tell but, but uh, uh. <laughs> guitar drums piano wow. double oh, bass weirdly double uh, bass yeah that was a oh. weird one. Oh wow that's grade awesome grade 3 which is a totally like, road uh, grade to get to in double bass can but. you sing uh-huh. We won't be finding that out today. Uh, I'm, uh, a grade, I'm a
0: grade three singer. I would uh, say no. You can wait, sing. Oh, we, oh, he's got
1: an album. Shut he up.
0: has an album. Shut I up. always forget this. Always There's an acapella so, band
1: so coming yeah, up. Yeah, I, I can. I can is. see it now. You know. <laughs> wow. A couple of so aging sports guys.
0: Why don't a young we pitch to, size to, size to F1? Three. That instead of having different people at the beginning to sing the national anthem, we can pivot
2: to us. But hold on a sec. Album? What?
0: Yeah, I know. What? I know.
2: Were you in Liberty X? Uh,
1: (laughs) Nope. Remember that guy from S Club 7? Um... Here That's is. him yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not, uh, no, Wait wait it's, So it, it's not as cool As it sounds It's a choir It's boy. a choir Oh, yeah. I know. So okay, I, I, I was know. in a choir But okay. we ta- No but We just, ta- hey. ta- we toured ta- the world <laughs> Don't knock it We recorded an album I sung a solo For the Queen Mother When she was still alive God bless her How old were you um, Did oh, you kill her 13 oh, okay. 14, <laughs> a real just, just before my voice broke to fame isn't it um, Cling <laughs> to fame My <laughs> choir sung On four weddings And a funeral
2: Shut Okay that is kind of cool But were you Let's brush over that.
1: I noticed I was There's fully excited. I didn't even question. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who's in
2: my choirs?" I was like, Ooh, tenuous. "But Harry sings oh. as well." Oh, so, oh, wow. so, so we're really g- into this. Can we all hit a high G? No, no joking, g- I g- don't even g- know what that is. G-
0: <laughs> oh, there we go. We got it. There. <laughs> I got to. I got to grade three and then hated, hated doing grades because I can't okay. read music. That's my problem. Yeah,
2: grades always annoyed me. Uh, I was a freestyling kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm more into my rap. But a bit. Uh, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. Now. So what does the future hold, really, for, for, for you and for Seen Through Glass? We know you're looking for someone to work with you on your channel. Nice chance to, if you want to look at yeah. anyone who's that. looking to get into the but social yeah, what media world. You're going to take a bit of a break, and, and what's, the, what's the plan of action for 2020?
2: Yeah, so I need, I need some time off. It'll be my first time actually having considerable time off from, from anything social media. So I'm going to take about a month just away, mainly to get the creative juices flowing. Uh, and then be back, you know, I'm not going anywhere, but I, I definitely want to change the way that I, I run the channel, change the way that I produce and, and release content. Because uh, I think it just, I think change is good. I'm not scared yeah. of change. And I think there's a lot of people out there now doing the same old formula. So I'm always looking to, to change things up. And yeah, I'm trying to bring someone on because it's just got to a size now, which is quite ridiculous to mm. say. Well, I, I can't run it all by myself. And I'm a control freak when it comes to filming and editing and photography. And of course, it's always helpful to have an extra pair of hands. But where I struggle is just managing, like emails and comments and the shop and getting podcast guests booked in, because oh, yes, I do also have a podcast. Yes. Uh, you know, all of these elements. that the, Behind the glass? Behind the glass, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, Check it out, yeah, which, Thank you very much. Um Which, yeah, I just, I just need an extra pair of hands. So there, there is currently an opportunity, if you're into social media, if you're into automotive, motorsport, and want to get a foot into that world. Uh, hopefully it provides a great opportunity for someone to, yeah, mm. meet people, network people and, uh, and help me out. Yeah. <laughs> Would you
1: ever allow someone to present on your channel without you there? The reason I ask is that there's a boxing channel I follow, IFL TV by a guy called Cassius. And he has a, a guy called Omar that does a similar thing, helps me out with editing or whatever. But every now and again, he'll just let Omar go and he'll, he'll go to whatever event on behalf of IFL TV and interview people. Would you, would you ever go down that road, you think? Or uh, do you, you, I don't you're too- think I
2: would, yeah. Because I think, I think sort of I am the channel, the channel is me kind mm. of thing. Um, I, I would prefer to keep it that way. You I don't think- want to share that screen time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. I think the, the, the trouble you have with that, which I've experienced over the years, I've always had characters. I've always brought characters in um, throughout the years. Anyone who's seen my channel will know there's various people who, who come and go. Once you have someone really part of it, what happens when that changes? What happens when they leave or they want to leave or things break down? Suddenly you're left with, oh, this channel's not as good as it was when, uh, you know, Bob was around, mm. so... I miss Bob. Yeah, I miss Bob. And then, and then you're like, oh, well, I've blown it now. So yeah, I think that's why I'd, like, I'd prefer to keep because the buck stops with me, yeah. you know, uh, is what I'd prefer to do. So yeah, it's, it's a behind-the-scenes opportunity, <coughs> but it would hopefully allow someone, as I say, to travel with me, get to go to Grand Prix and meet those, so that, you know, I'm not expecting someone to come and work for Scene Through Glass for the rest of their lives. It's a, hopefully a stepping ladder that's onto gotta something has got to be someone you bigger. really
1: get on with Oh my God! Yeah, and he shares the passion.
2: Oh, someone who can spend six thousand a car with yeah. me singing along to S Club Seven. Yeah,
1: ain't <laughs> yeah, no party like an S Club. Oh
3: party.
0: Yeah. yeah, we get it, Tim. You did one album. Uh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the backing
0: choir.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no backing. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> um. So, should we do our final? Fun, our final the week? final three that's now four?
0: Yeah, we started the season with a final three questions, okay. which then Tim decided to add in another one. Sure. So, it's now the final three has become four. Yeah.
1: Sure. Um, the fourth one, everyone always has the same answer, but we'll do it anyway. That's
0: true. Well, I'll kick off with the first one. Go for it. What's got you excited at the moment? Oh, uh, sleep.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh, some rest. Uh, yeah. And. and yeah that's like let's leave it there yeah, quite a while. yeah. <laughs>
1: um if not youtubing what would you be doing
2: i would probably still be doing pr for some minor sponsor of some minor formula one team pretending that i was living the dream but yeah that's probably where i'd be
0: that uh how much of your success is about luck and right place right time and how much is it you putting in the hard work Ooh. um
2: i've always said people can open the door for you but you got to barge through it yourself and so uh yeah I think you can have luck and be in the right place and also get the right introductions but this means nothing if you're not then going to follow up on it and and work your your bum off Mm. um so yeah I think uh I would say you make your own luck especially on digital social media I think if you really work exceptionally hard uh things will work out and happen for you the minute you take your foot off the the gas, then um, that's when yeah things can start to slow down a bit. So yeah, get get out there, make your own luck, um, and it will happen. Yeah,
1: I'm going to add a fifth question, by the way. Oh, oh, bloody hell! And I'm going to I'm going to drop that one in now.
0: It, this partnership isn't going to carry on. Just keep making these drastic decisions. <laughs> yeah, it was,
2: this was not discussed <laughs> yeah. at the meeting. <laughs> Next week we'll be interviewing a choir, <laughs> <laughs> all of them
1: <laughs> <laughs> interviewing a bunch of thirteen-year-old boys. That doesn't sound right no, at all. Podcast, no. What's podcast? the fifth question? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, uh, um, <laughs> my my fourth of five questions. I'll let you. Come Off the last one is if you could talk to your 2014 YouTube self, what would you say to for to 2014 Sam to avoid some of the pitfalls or to accelerate quicker? Or, or what what would you what advice would you give yourself back
2: then? I think I'd say keep having fun. I think it got a bit serious at one point, I think it is a bit serious now mainly because it's all I do. So at the beginning, it was a hobby, and uh. And then, uh, yeah, when it became a job and there was more and more people doing it, you start to have to think about, oh, I can't film that because somebody else has and blah, blah, And I would like to get back to having fun. Mm. So I think that's what I would say to 2014. is like, don't don't take it too seriously at mm. any point because, yeah, I, five or six years ago when I was sitting in a PR desk, God, I was miserable. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Mm. I, I, and so I would have, punch somebody to be able to spend a day uh, doing what I do now. So, yeah, I think, yeah, keep keep having fun. Probably. I
1: think that's a really important point because I, I, I watch a lot of these YouTube channels and um, Seb Delaney is one that I watch a lot of and he went through a really rough time, didn't he, where really his channel time. was sort of dropping a bit, people were giving him a whole lot of flack and then he had the trouble with, the you know, the, the Batmobile and all, all, all the rest of it and it, it, I just felt really bad for him and it looked like he was genuinely distraught about what was going on and I just thought, you know, this is meant to be fun. You know, you don't want to be... Almost crying down the camera.
2: But it's tough because, you know, when it's your... This is what we do. This is how we make money. This is how we live. This is how we afford to pay our bills. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, and the online audience are very cruel mm. and it's you're only as strong as your last video uh, and so when it starts to go downhill when things start to slow down it's really really tough and and YouTube just the way it works you can have three or four videos that just perform amazingly well getting 200,000 views every single video and for no reason at all that will drop and they'll hit mm. to 50,000 and that's completely nothing to do with you necessarily but it eats away at you and it's really hard to come back from that and to think of the positivity and go I want to keep uploading because you're just like well this is just awful and so Seb is a a really good example of that someone who was really in the doldrums and demotivated and thing but somehow stuck with it and he's having a real reinvention now yeah, he's launched play. his French channel he's just bought a 430 Scuderia the damn bugger yeah you've all got um, Ferraris now all got yeah. Ferraris <laughs> now, he's arguably got one of the best um, and uh, yeah and he's, and he's smashing it so yeah I think that's the most important thing because the, I think the audience relate to it as well you know, I, I would say this has been a fun, fun exercise, guys. Uh, and so hopefully the audience enjoy it because we're just having a laugh and we're chatting about yeah. things that we're interested in. Um, if we were all here, just a bit like, oh yeah, no Formula One's a bit crap these days, mm. isn't it? People are like, well, this oh, is boring. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, that that that's definitely it. I think uh, yeah, fun is important. Yeah, yeah no, I, I completely couldn't agree, agree more. Yeah. I mean,
1: we 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 always talk about the fact that there's especially in F one. I don't want to slag off other F one podcasts. Not saying F one podcasts, but certain F one or most what outlets. It is very dry, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of aero chat and you know winglets. This and and you just think, oh come on, this come it's, on, it's, it's, it's all a it's bit. The coolest snore. sport in the
2: world. And yeah. When we first met and you told me about motor mouth, like I said to you, like this is for as a fan, it's the best thing in the world yeah. because there's not enough fun uh enjoyable engaging motorsport you know content out there just mm. people doing fun stuff and uh, you know talking like a fan does and good because you know as I say, otherwise it's all just stat related mm. and yeah f1 have done a bit of a better job this year i think completely you know, they're, cuts, they're, it's good to see they are taking stuff it's on board still f1 though isn't it yeah. it's, you know it's, it's not user generated it's it's all them just exactly. yeah. you know? i think
1: actually so going off on tangents here but the, i think there's a um, a london city demo Next year, where they're no a bit way. like, I not a bit I, like when they went
2: to Strand. Um, yeah. Wait, what uh, about Regent Street? Yeah, yeah. Regent Street in the Strand. Yeah. that was like yeah. 2004 two thousand and four, three, I think or four.
0: No, it yeah. was one a couple of years ago, wasn't there Where they, they well, yeah, had a load of uh, right. a, a, car, a load of F one cars run through right through central. Oh, uh, you're right. They did yeah, but they're years, doing
1: but a three. Yeah. I, I think it's through F one experiences. That's okay. sort of, You know, this sort of arm wow. of F one yeah. doing. You know, various basically. I think there's three. I can't remember. Maybe New York was one. I'm not sure, but but I'm sure London was one of them. Where they're going to bring some of the teams and you know. Burn up through the streets Of London it's been mega That'd be awesome You're
2: right They did do it I remember that. Well, yes Because I went st- I like saw Stoffel Van Dorn In a McLaren Yeah out, They, had, like the they, had, they McLaren. had a couple To be fair right, I think it was like so Hosted
0: right. Jake Humphreys hosted it Or whatever oh, yeah, Like, yeah. like a Doppelganger
1: Yeah literally Your Doppelganger Oh
2: <laughs> god I've never noticed that It's the first thing I noticed about wow. him Yeah, yeah. That's super interesting. Mm. Okay. For
1: the faceless um, podcast here, listeners, apparently I look like Jake Humphrey. You do. And, and um, I went up to him in Abu Dhabi two or three years ago. Oh, no. oh, I look like you. I did. Oh, I'm in a choir. He was... Um. He was
2: he, <laughs> I don't know if you know.
1: <laughs> he you was probably me. In, he was checking into the Radisson and blue on Yaz Island. I, I was like, look, there's Jake Humphrey. I'm going to go say hi. I tapped him on the shoulder. I went, Jake... I look like you. Oh no, you don't do and that. And I said something I'm like, so aren't we handsome chaps or something like that. And oh, he just sort of like looking, at, looking in a mirror. I think oh, I might have said that. And he, looked, he was obviously tired. He just got off his yeah. flight. He was, you know, a bit like, just get, leave that hell away yeah, from yeah. me. Yeah. Oh you are. That's painful. so embarrassing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, you shouldn't be allowed to. Anyway.
1: Uh, <laughs> final question,
0: which I think, yeah. I know Jake Humphrey's answer. Um, what are you scared <laughs> of? <laughs>
2: Fully the same thing um <laughs> what what am i scared of uh heights not oh, good with really heights. yeah i'm oh. no, not good with heights so uh and you go
1: up some high mountain roads
2: yeah that's interesting but I, I don't mind it when i'm in control what i don't like is like bridges and balconies and stuff because i like these could crumple mm. oh and actually the sea and mainly whales sharks i'm not so bad about but whales, whales? really yeah oh hang
1: on a minute you're scared of whales who's not I'm not scared of whales. So you like I'm scared of uh,
0: anything in the sea that, like, if I'm, yeah. if I'm in the sea and something brushes my leg, I'm thinking, um, right, oh, You're
2: naive it. if you're not scared of whales, because well, sharks, they can swallow like, you. well, no, but they're, like, they're so clumsy. Like, how many oh, videos out there of, like, little boats and this, like, mm. whale comes up and goes, mm. and if a yeah, bit. but sharks oh bite God. your legs off. Yeah, but you can avoid, you see the shark coming. The whales, like, these big, you, they they subtle underneath the sea, and then they're, Oh, that's gone. a good one. I'm, I'm glad Moby we did. still have that no question. No one's made the film
0: about the the whale, killer no whale. Yeah. No, well, no, yeah, there, yeah, there. Yeah, free, is a film about killer free whales. Free Willy. But, but no. Whales that kill. What's that
2: about? Whales, whales that, kill. that kill. There we go. Not killer whales. Whales that kill. Whales that kill. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. killer whales are actually a thing as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Orcas. 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 There we go. Look at they're the black and white ones, aren't they? Yes, Harry. They're the black and white ones. The
2: killer whales.
1: The killer whales. Whales that kill.
2: No, no, no. I'm so
1: confused.
2: Sharks are scarier. I'd rather have a whale than a great white shark. because sharks you punch in the nose. Do you not know that? Yeah, it's, I know, but you, yeah. you, you don't yeah. want to be that close to a grey whale yeah. if you're punching it in the nose. Go to Australia, they're like, don't worry, mate, you see a show, punch it in the nose, you're totally fine. Whales, they're like, that will screw you right yeah. up. <laughs> Trust.
1: I saw a sperm whale live in New Zealand. Um, and you live to
0: tell the tale. Yeah, I, I was did. say,
2: it was how amazing. did it not like, eat your boat?
1: It was amazing. <laughs> and, it, and also, flying alongside us was uh, a Royal Albatross, which... Honestly, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in real life. Did you see one in New Zealand? Um, I don't, maybe. I don't no, he think. was not looking
0: for them. <laughs> it's the
1: size of a... Uh, its body is the size of a Labrador. Oh, my God. And it's got a three-meter wingspan. Oh, yes. I did see this. That. Seriously yeah. impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oddly shaped. Uh, yeah.
2: There's some weird stuff out there. I saw a bull or cow in America with a 20-foot span horn. Shit. 20 foot. Yeah, that's, that's big. The, that's that's
0: You don't want to oh, Is that, that, is take that, that a, eye out. a bull Long or is horn.
2: that a... Lo-
1: probably called a longhorn yeah it's I think
2: a Texas longhorn yeah hence the hence the the, the yeah, hand gestures that, there yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm doing longhorn <laughs> any fans of Matthew McConaughey will know oh god yeah, do you yeah know you know that's really how he yeah. celebrated the yes. six time world champion oh, by doing four in yeah. the longhorn how
1: cool is that guy though like he was strutting up and he was the biggest star in the paddock in, oh, in, in yeah. America everyone was just loving it he just looks so cool. he had his cowboy hat on and his cool leather jacket I was like oh, I want to be you they always have some cool guys at Austin
2: my question for you do you think he and Lewis Hamilton firstly had ever met and secondly are friends was that a celebrity thing right because like he's there with the team like they and they are. all like hug and like bro yeah. like I think that's a, a, the thing, like, is that a is, thing is that Lewis Hamilton
0: has got like a celebrity lifestyle though hasn't he compared yeah. to the other drivers I think
2: they probably know each other maybe they've met at the odd event mm. I
0: can't imagine they go around like they go out for drinks or anything no. like that like outside of a, a an event that's been planned by both of their teams do you
1: know what gets me the most about these sorts of relationships is the handshakes and I, I've, I've spoken a lot about this lately because when I went to Saudi yeah. there was, with the boxing there was obviously a lot of Americans there Does everyone sure. had their
0: own oh. so everyone
1: had a handshake and there was one guy who um, was part of one of the, the team's um, uh, sort of set up anyway and and really really nice guy but everything that you said that had a point to it or anything that he agreed with he'd give you a handshake uh, Oh my and God. I got so lost with all the handshakes and at one point he gave me a the <sighs> fist pump oh, no. but I wasn't expecting it so I just tickled his hand oh no and it, oh no and that happened three or four times
0: so I met Anthony Joshua at the British Grand Prix in twenty. 20. 16 I think and uh, he was there and I was about to bring him in for an interview and he was like oh, he was really nice like, he's, he's obviously he gigantic Huge. and he, he went in uh, I thought I'd went in for the handshake uh, he went in for the fist bump and I just sort of Grabbed clasped yeah, onto his yeah. gigantic fist with fries, and yeah. I was just like of all the people to do that too yeah, but it, to it is a, it
2: is an American thing yeah, the is. handshake so we were three and a half months in America for Drive the World. I would, uh, by the end, I said, don't touch me. Yeah. Because you're just always going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it's so awkward. And they all have their little ways. And Can you not be content with a simple... one? No. <laughs> America's like, yeah, bro, what's up? And uh. it's always like, oh, it's exhausting. But I've just always wondered with celebrities, if you're... Because, like, if I was filming a video and Matthew McConaughey was there and, like, I got out of the video and he was like, bro, I would definitely be like, bro. Yeah, but you'd even, go with it, yeah. yeah. i never met him, I'd hug yeah. the shit out of him. It's Matthew McConaughey. So yeah. I kind of think that sometimes when Lewis gets out of the car there's always really cool people like he's just like kissing Kendall Jenner like Mm. have you met before or you just going with the flow I think, like, I
0: think it must be a celeb thing where you just you, just, you just go do, with it
2: right? we know each other we yeah, know of each other yeah. let's just hug it out well he did
1: that big that video with Will Smith didn't he where oh, Will yeah, Smith that strapped that him cool. to the, uh, oh, the chair that was good yeah. that, was, good. that but, was actually quite funny
2: but guaranteed that was the first time they met yeah probably like for sure yeah. so you know it's, it's, it's a world that we maybe can't quite comprehend yeah. but uh, not yet yeah. <laughs> but hey this, why, when this episode goes viral if only we'd had a choir
0: that's the next step we get all the guests together I will sing for you if you want me
1: to I'm quite happy just no, no, no. I think we'll leave it there no I think we're done Sam thank you very much yeah, nice for joining us good luck awesome. with the channel in 2020 I'm sure it'll continue to thrive and, uh, and I know great way to end uh, our season as well so oh, thank absolutely. you for that
2: no thank you so much I appreciate you having me on and good luck with the season two I guess I'll be, I'll be listening in from yes. the car somewhere
0: thank you so much for listening to episode 10 and the last of this first season of the Motormouth podcast thanks so much to Sam as well ...for giving up his time. We are going to be back with a vengeance... ...and another season in the new year... ...and it's going to be bigger and better than ever before... ...so make sure you keep an ear out, okay? In the meantime, if you have missed any of the first season... ...you can take a hop back in your chosen podcast player... ...and find them all there. We've got Racing Driver and Fernando Alonso... ...Protégé Calan O'Keefe... Emmerdale actor and Strictly Come Dancing champion Kelvin Fletcher, the first ever Top Gear Stig, Perry McCarthy, our trip to Goodwood highlights, British touring car driver Bobby Thompson, the first transgender racing driver Charlie Martin, face of Formula E, Nikki Shields, Mercedes factory driver Adam Christodoulou and former F1 driver Karun Chandog. A huge thank you to all of them for agreeing to chat to us. And don't forget, there's also loads more content on MMTV and the Motormouth app available to download on your device. Like, subscribe and review if you feel so inclined. It really does help people find the podcast and you can follow us on social media as well. On Twitter, at Motormouth underscore. Instagram is at Motormouth underscore official and Facebook is Motormouth. And from Tim, myself and all of the Motormouth team, have a brilliant Christmas if you celebrate it and New Year and we will see you in 2020. It's
3: going to be a good one.